when I was playing basketball in college and she was working doing her corporate thing, I really looked up to her because she had got her apartment, she got a car. And I remember being in college like, dang, my sister really doing it. Like she really showing me that we could be independent. So we just kind of ping pong off of motivating right. each other. Like she really motivated me to to do my thing too. Even seeing her in the corporate world, like she was killing it in front of those guys and stuff. So we just kind of kept motivating each other. It was never a jealousy thing, never right. competition. It was just like, okay, you doing that? Cool. Well, let me try to do this. Okay, you doing that? And three, two, one. You're listening to The Real Social Proof Podcast with Mr. Sleepers for Suckers himself, David Shand. Let's get it. Welcome to another edition of The Social Proof Podcast where we find dope people that do really, really dope stuff. High-level entrepreneurs, people that have proven receipts. Y'all got receipts, right? Absolutely. Okay, Thanks. y'all not sorry. Teaching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's bad. Yeah, and, and I get it all. There are entrepreneurs that I coach, and they want me. I don't really coach a lot. I don't. I don't do any one on one. But like when people ask for advice, mm-hmm. they're like, "Hey, man, how do I do this?" And I want to be a speaker. And I'm like, "What did you do? What did you win at?" Right. Right. right? You know, it always got to be business. If you figure no, out cool. how to get over depression, speak right. on that. Exactly. But people be wanting to talk about business because it sounds good. I know, right? right? It ain't sweet. It ain't, <laughs> it sweet. ain't as sweet as it <laughs> looks, for sure. So we got a brand new, uh, I've never actually interviewed anyone who does y'all business models. So I'll let y'all introduce yourselves and cool. kind of share your experience. Cool. Okay. Well, I'm Patrice McKinney. I go by Sweater Pro on social media. Um, founder and owner of Encore Salon Suites. So basically, it's the newest concept in the hair and beauty industry. So we take like a large commercial space break it into smaller spaces and then we lease it out to different beauty professionals. So that can be like a hairstylist, a barber, lash tech, anyone in the hair, beauty, and spa industry. And so what it does is allow them the opportunity to independently own their business like without all the overhead. Like we truly are just like landlords. So we lease out space that's probably like 95 to 120 square feet. Uh, We allow them to come in and decorate it. They have a business license and we literally just collect rent once the um, suites are full. So... Dang, it works so for the owner and for the the beauty professionals because they really everybody wants to be a boss. Yeah. Everybody wants to be a business owner, so they get to truly just take full control of their business. So. It's almost like why didn't I think about that? No, <laughs> build it, break it down, and no, seriously, better than yep. real estate. Yep, I tell people all the time we take space the size of like a bathroom, literally of ninety five to one hundred ten square feet, and generate like a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars off of just that one suite. So we put sixteen, twenty, twenty five in one building, salon real estate. That's that crazy. Finest. That's lit. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yes. And I'm Sharice. I'm the president of Encore Salon Suites, so I pretty much just handle all the operational side of stuff, make sure we got our systems and processes and things in place to make sure we run smoothly and make sure our franchises run smoothly as well. So. Got you, got you. All right, so um, hold on. You're Sharice. Yeah. And you are... Patrice. I go by Patrice. Patrice, okay, but Sway. Yep. Sharice and Patrice. All right, so <laughs> you are... Um, you're identical. It's unidentical. It's not unidentical. It's identical and unidentical. Paternal. Fraternal. Fraternal. R A T E. Identical and fraternal. Correct. Okay. Which one of y'all? Identical. Yes. Identical means what? Same chromosomes. So kind of like eyes, nose, mouth. Yep. Those type of features are the same versus fraternal. They're twins, you know, in the same womb, born together, but they'll have different features for the most part. Like, so they won't look as identical. You know, right. they could look totally different. So we have younger twin sisters are, as well. So, really? Yeah. yeah, my mom actually had three sets, but she lost one what? set, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But we have a younger set that's Jalice and Lanice. And they're, wait, mm-hmm. they are identical. They I'm are, sure. but they, they are, don't they, look like... Right. They look slightly different, but again, mm-hmm. to my point, the chromosomes are the same, so they look alike, but one's just slightly taller, one's slightly darker. Mm-hmm. Other than that, um, 
they're identical. But yeah, we are a twin filled family. Gosh, <laughs> so dang. So your mom just hit. That's crazy. How does that happen? I don't know. I don't I won't, know. We'll have to, is there some is there something they in say her? it runs in a the family, they yeah. say it skips generations. Right. Um, I don't know how really true that is. So. But we right. have like twin cousins too. So Really? Yeah. Oh, yes, it's all of y'all family. Yeah. So what do they do? What are your younger So they're both they're actually trying to find them find themselves. Actually, one of them does um she does some of the marketing actually for Encore. Oh nice. So she does like our social media posting and stuff like that. Um the other one's still trying to figure it out. She likes to work with kids and stuff. So yeah. They're yeah, 22. Their birthday is actually today. So. Oh wow! Dope, yeah. dope, dope. <laughs> okay, so um, Sway, you started this concept, right? I did, yeah. So, what were you doing before you started it? Um, I was just cutting. So I was a barber stylist myself. Yep. Um, did really good at that. Was able to scale myself like within a year. And then what happened was I actually was um, it was a place here in Atlanta, and I walked into it. And the guy he did the same thing, but except he had big suites, so you could literally take a suite and put like six chairs in it and have a full out on a barbershop. Gotcha. So that's actually what I did. But while I was there, I paid it. I noticed just a lot of things that he could do differently. Mm-hmm. I was like, dang, it just seems like he's stressing about it. And so I really just stayed there to learn it. Mm-hmm. Um, he opened a new location and I went there literally before the walls was up. And I just kept going up there like I was a contractor just watching mm-hmm. him like, okay, they did that. Okay, wow. they did that. So I was like, I'm gonna start working in there too just to see how it goes. Mm-hmm. And me being a beauty professional myself, I think I have the advantage because I actually worked in it. So I know what we really need and what's important to us. Gotcha. Let me ask you this. Okay. Did you, were you looking at it from the perspective of, I want to do this or was it just interesting? It was, I want to do this because I actually yeah. always wanted to be in the hair and beauty industry. Like we come from that. My mom was in the hair and beauty industry. Twin actually was a braider first. Mm. Um, and then I think you stopped, what, because your back hurt? Yeah. Yep. She was like a top oh, braider. So then I just always wanted to do it, but I was a basketball star and everybody was putting that pressure on me, like, go to the league. I'm like, I want to be a barber. They're like, no, you're not going to make any money. And I'm like, but I did some research and I saw some people that's making some money. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much how that Gotcha, happens. gotcha. So you're a barber and you're in one of the models. You're like, I can do that myself. I can do that. So, yeah, I wanted to do a barbershop. That's what I was getting at. I wanted to do a barbershop. And then I went in here and I went around. I counted those rooms like 250 250 Because I know I'm paying home 250 <laughs> Right. She paying them 250 I was like, a week. A week? This is a week. 250 to 350 400 a week they're paying for these. They're paying more for these suites than they are for rent. Mortgage mm. like Because it's their job and they spend so much time there. Yeah. But um, but yeah, that's how much we make a week. So I walked around and I was like, mm, this is really lucrative. And it's really semi-absentee. Because the difference is, I don't have to find their clients. I don't have to market mm. them. I don't have to micromanage them. I literally get them the keys, make sure they don't mess up the walls and the floor, and they run their business. So it's truly semi-absentee, especially with the systems we have in place. Like we have a software. Mm. We've automated all of our communications, our payments, everything. So that is hard. It's, it's pretty dope. <laughs> okay, so you're a barber. You're looking at it. Where are you in this process? I'm and what year was this you started? Thing. 2013, I got my barber's license. 2013, barber's license. Yep. When did you... Start the salon suites about four years ago. So 2017, actually. Gotcha. So four-year process. Yep. Actually, okay. 2016, because I had a partner first before I started the Encore brand. I did a year with him, and then I started the Encore brand in 2017. Gotcha. Okay. So, Sharice, where yep, were you? So, I was doing my corporate thing at that time, really. <laughs> so, just... Where at? Um, where, where? Samsung. Okay. I was uh, pretty much launching the accessory. So for from an AT&T size, so anything on the shelves, I was responsible for mm-hmm. for that from the beginning to sample products all the way till it hit the stores. So it was a pretty big role. And um, so I just feel like I learned, I was just not knowing what the future would hold at that moment. We were kind of wrapping up 
um, what we previously did, music and stuff like that. So we were kind of on our own little lanes. So I was just really strictly doing my corporate thing um, and just mastering that at the moment. Yeah, got you. So did you enjoy corporate? Um, n- I had moments where I think I enjoyed just learning, being a bo- becoming a boss. Like I appreciated that aspect of it, but I knew that that was never where I would end up. I knew that that wasn't ultimately where I wanted to be. I, um, I initially, like she said, used to do hair. So I was doing hair. And then as after uh, I had my son, which is where I was kind of struggling to keep, continue, continuously doing hair because I would just braid all day. Mm-hmm. So that's where I got into the corporate. And I just knew then I'm like, okay, I want to, um, the, the current job prior to was just traveling and I knew I wanted to do that. So I was just like, okay, I think I really want to be like a six figure boss lady. So I just kind of set my mind on that and really made sure I went and landed those type of roles. So it was fun while it lasted in some aspects, but I knew that it was temporary and I definitely had a bigger vision. Gotcha, gotcha. So when you say like a six-figure boss lady, were you thinking, I like the fact of managing people or I want to be my own entrepreneur? At that moment, um, I, I, don't, I wasn't at my entrepreneur phase. I think I was just seeing the, the executives within the corporate aspect yeah. of them coming and running and me being a young black female. It was predominantly white men. So I kind of think I liked that aspect of it. <laughs> I feel like everybody liked me. I always came in and shut it down, like really. So that just... <laughs> sure. um, that just um, was something that I enjoyed, I guess, that part of it. But, gotcha, gotcha. Yep, it was throughout the years as I did that and realized how good I was with my work ethic that I realized that I could go beyond that and that I could be a, become an entrepreneur. So gotcha. that's where that vision came into place. So when y'all, um, so when did you leave your job? Last year. Last year? Yeah. She was making too much money for you. Like, oh, my, hold <laughs> I'm on, like, ah. <laughs> so how did, that, how did that conversation happen? Were you in the business kind of? At all? Um, no. Well, I've always fully supported her so much that I was always involved in just mm-hmm. just from a support perspective. You know, I was always just at every event, at going through at the permit place with her, going through all hey. the yeah all <laughs> the challenges with her. But I wasn't really working with her, working for her, nothing like that. Um, so it was really, you know, my one thing that's dope about my twin is she's always wanted to me to eat with her. You know what I'm saying? And I know that a lot of people they they tend to. I feel like your average person always just kind of wants to be the only one to shine or doesn't really, you know, some people get concerned with somebody coming and surpass them and things like that. And I've never felt that with my sister. And so she was, you know, real successful with the business. She like, Reese, you know, come over here with me. You got your corporate side. She knew I had a skill set that I could bring to it. Furthermore, she like, let's partner up. Let's do this thing. You know, we um, got a great pace going and a lot in store. So let's just come together and do it. So it was kind of conversations that we would just have here and there before we actually made the decision to really do it and make sure we the timing was right and things like that. But gotcha. I'd try to match her pay too. Yeah. So. <laughs> that was the question I was going to ask. Yeah, for sure. Yes, that works some numbers real quick. Yeah. Like, two more months. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all, y'all had the conversation. You're like, I'll leave, but I ain't trying to downgrade my lifestyle. Right. And and I mean, I'm willing to, I was willing to take the sacrifice. It just mm-hmm. had to make sense. I was living a certain lifestyle with a certain income. So mm-hmm. I had to be smart about the adjustment sure. and make sure but Big Dog came through. <laughs> I heard that. Which one's Made older? Made I am. You're older? <laughs> yes, yeah. I am. 12 minutes. I am Big Sis. That's 12 Big minutes. Sis. Yeah, 12 minutes. Amazing. <laughs> so, so, like, take me back to, like, childhood. Like, what was this relationship Man. like? <laughs> Very interesting. We're from Michigan. We're from Lansing, mm-hmm. Michigan. So, we've been in Atlanta um, 13 years now. Yeah. Um, it was interesting. So, the thing about twins, right, is, like, it's cool because you're really close and you have a close friend, but you're always compared to each other. That's the imagine. biggest thing. Yeah. So, back in the day, me being a tomboy, I just, it was, 
They were like, be a girl like your sister, right? Like your sister. Right. I'm like, I'm playing basketball. It's just like everything we did, we were kind of compared to each other. But mm-hmm. one thing that we always kept with each other, we didn't, we never were in competition and we right. never, we always just stayed best friends. We didn't let anybody on the outside interfere with us. But we've always been really, really close. Um we play basketball a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Twin was on the so basketball team, still? believe it or not. You hoop too? If, if I need to. <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> if I need to, but not professionally. Look, no. Twin couldn't score, but she wasn't going to let you score. Yeah, that's, right. no, that's, <laughs> that's killer defense. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. Very um, <laughs> So we were really close growing up. Um, I went to college. I went to, we both went to college. I went to Michigan State and then I went to Eastern Michigan. She went to Lansing Community College, right? right. Um, and then, so we kind of separated a little bit then, came back. We went really full-blown into music. Uh, we went by Twin City. That was really? interesting. But it was fun um, because people liked us, like I said, because we're twins and we're different. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that actually was the name of one of our albums was The Same Difference. Mm. Um, but that journey was fun. Did y'all make money in music? Absolutely not. Yeah. No? Okay. <laughs> was y'all popping in our city? We, y'all... <laughs> we were popping in our city. Like, we opened for Lil Wayne, Jeezy. Word. We did big big shows. We were, yeah. We're still famous Because just, just to bring it back a little bit, I know she kind of be sleeping on herself a little bit. I'll be having to remind her. But she was a real big basketball star, first of all, at Michigan State. She was on billboards, newspapers. You can really? still Google her. She was dunking a tennis ball until she tore her ACL. So she was like the star. They, she was selling out. They was always coming to see Patrice, number 34. I, I got, nice. I got I it tatted on me. Nice. I ain't gonna lie. I did she that this with my mom. Yeah. Really nice. She was out I there always with the guys. Too. Like, right. always play like a guy. But she super excelled in that. And then, um, like, she went to college and I had my son and, and stayed home. And she actually had started rapping on her own. She had, had a little mixtape cover and all that. I'm like, hold up, hold up. Gotcha. I want a piece. <laughs> You wow. remember? You remember she did so much. <laughs> Were you rapping or singing? I wasn't doing nothing at that time. I was mothering. I had a right. <laughs> But she, I saw she just had her little mixtape cover and she did. So that's right. when she only did that one little 
first mixtape before we became wow. the, came together. And we really just blew up with that, just the whole twin look. And then we're just really well known in our city for a lot of good things. You know, just um, our mom was well known and everybody just know the twins. So, gotcha. um, but we became real successful with that, which is what really led us to Atlanta yeah. because um, we were just opening up for, like you said, the roots, Rick Ross. We were doing a lot of stuff. So we was like, okay, we got to take this to somewhere bigger, a bigger yeah. city where more opportunity and Big Dog was like, um, <laughs> really had just told the whole family, like, we leaving this day at this time. We out of here to to go Man. live a, a better life. Literally put it all together. We didn't have to do nothing but pack our bags. So it was me, wow, her. Where the money come from? I always get, <laughs> ah. people like, yo, I'm just packing them out. And in my mind, I'm like, yo, How? I need to eat. I need nah, to stay. Yeah. Now, nah, I told them this a year in advance. <laughs> So mm. I gave myself a year yeah. to save up. Gosh, so I yeah. was like, this time next year, yeah, we had a little time. We out of here, but y'all get y'all mind right because we out of here. Because I actually um, had the opportunity to go play pro, mm. and um, I decided not to. And I, I received a lot of backlash, like it was news you articles. Don't pay a lot like, of money today. That was how, her, how, how much? Listen, the top player, the Michael Jordan at that time was getting like maybe 100000 really more like 80, 90. And we're talking about like the number one draft pick. Mm. So the other players are getting like 30, 40,000. That's what I was hearing, like 30, 40,000. Because look, a lot of the NBA players, they have two jobs. They're coaches. If you notice, a lot of women's college coaches are WNBA players because they have to have a second job. So they either coach or they go overseas. And it sucks. They have to have two jobs. I mean, Dang. I make more than some of my WBA friends, you know. Right. And I was doing that then. So nothing against them. I understand some people are really passionate about yeah, it. But for sure. I was like, I'm going to try to own me a team. I was just thinking bigger. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, like, right. Come on, you're good. You can dunk. And I was just like, I just see something bigger. I'm not about to go to this league and still have to find another job, mm. fly overseas yeah. just to survive. Like, it's not yeah. that deep. So, so as, how long were you... When, when did you get into being a barber? Um, soon as we left and moved here. We moved right. here for entertainment purposes. I, it was always on my mind. I just loved the smell and everything when I would walk into it. But when we came here, I was working a corporate job for temporarily. And I was like, no, nah, I just can't do this. Let me just <laughs> quit. So I quit. I went back. I had a good paying job. I went to work at Walmart overnight um, to quit that job to sacrifice so that I could go to barber school. Mm. And so that was a rough transition, but it was a it was well worth the sacrifice. Uh, went to barber school and worked, juggled it, and then just took off from there. Amazing. So. So um, I'm 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 in the timeline now where you're kind of doing your research and you see the person that you pay rent to like yo mm -hmm. this is dope. Mm -hmm. The person that you are paying rent to did he buy the building or was he leasing? He was leasing. He was leasing. No, the you can't lease the building. You don't have to own it. Do you lease your buildings or buy? Them? I do currently lease them, but we are looking to try to buy some buildings. Mm. We'll be we'll buying. be the we'll benefit. Be buying. <laughs> we'll be the benefit of buying over leasing. Other than other than just exactly. Right? Um, we just have to find a good location with a good deal. We'd have to make sure that it's, it's beneficial because it's really, you know, us leasing works perfectly fine. Yeah. What's the benefit of leasing over owning? That um, <laughs> don't have to worry about, I guess, the big repairs and Ma stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, property maintenance. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. um, you said what? Property maintenance. Property maintenance. Stuff. Exactly. Stuff like that. Um, if the location doesn't work out, the lease it in soon and I can gotcha. take my business somewhere else For or sure. something like that. So. Sure. All right. So this, uh, th really this, concept is just genius. It really is. Because one, I think you're on the front of the trend of entrepreneurship. Exactly. Right? Everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. Nobody wants to work for nobody else. No, even yeah. in the barber space, right? Yeah. My, my barber actually just left because his, the owner, they just didn't... Uh, they didn't come yeah, they didn't agree. And they take so much money out of your check. They do. Yeah. Especially if it's like commission. Yeah. Or pay booth rent. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So the first building, mm -hmm. tell me the process of acquiring the first building. Okay. Um, I literally 
saved every little penny I had. I think I borrowed some money from you and right. one of your friends <laughs> <laughs> at the end of it because I had a partner, right? And the partner bailed out on me like literally after we signed the lease. And I'm mm. like, really? We signed the lease? Um, but I just kept pushing. And, and, and How much was it. the lease? The lease for the down payment was like, oh, what, what you mean? The, the term or the How much was the, the yeah, payment? how much was the, both. We had to put down, numbers. I think, like eight grand. But down eight yeah. grand. And then, you know, we, of, course, of course, we had to pay for the build-out. The build-out for that first location was around like 70000 75000 mm. Because what it is was we found um, a location that was an old medical office. Mm. And so these are good buildings to actually transition into a salon suite yeah. because they already have the rooms. They have the electrical, the plumbing. And they yeah. usually put a lot of money into their build-out. So for the most part, we just got to flip the floor and paint and stuff like that. Yeah. So that location, that build-out didn't cost that much. Um, so... I was cutting at the location that I was at a partner with, um, which is in uh, Buckhead or something like that. No, Midtown. I was a partner there, so I was cutting. But on the back end, I was trying to save up and get ready to do my own thing. Gotcha. Um, had a decent <laughs> amount of money. I want to say I had. I want to say I had like fifty or sixty. So I was like, okay, cool. I can jump out there. I'll mm. figure out the rest. So you're cutting um, for you. You saved up fifty, sixty thousand. Yeah, I did. Gotcha. I did. Gotcha. I was really just dedicated to just going to the next level. Like I was not playing. Um, I wasn't buying stuff. I was sitting at home. I wasn't going out, nothing. Really just trying to just, you know, dedicate myself to that. Um, so found a realtor. We actually saw this location first. Went and saw like maybe other t- 20 other locations because everybody was like, well, you know, it's by um, Bankhead and you buy the hood and mm-hmm. you shouldn't get that, that location. So I kind of um, steered away from it, but then ended up coming back to it. And I was like, nah, I just see something in this location. Getting the location, that location is our number one location. We have like a hundred people on the waiting list. Dang, um, super high demand. Full. Exactly. What? It stays for how many it units is. is it? That one only has 16. So that has 16 units. It was eight thousand dollar lease. You had to put about seventy-five thousand into it. How much is the rent? Rent was thirty, rent is thirty seven hundred. That ain't that ain't bad at all. You do 16 suites now. So a single suite is two fifty, but if you do like a double suite, you can get like three fifty, three seventy five a week. So a double suite, we're talking maybe one hundred and fifty, hundred and sixty to one hundred and eighty square feet for a double gotcha. suite. So, so how much does the first building gross? Gross is two hundred and twenty five thousand. Word. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, what's that like sixteen thousand a month? Yep. Something like that. Okay. And the no, rent is $3,700. Correct. Expenses. We net, basically, we net on that location with 16 suites. We net like 150 150 Really? Yeah. And again, truly semi-absentee because of how we do it. Because yeah. we know other owners that are there every day. And just stressing every day and they just make it when so When you're there, what do you got to do if everybody got their own Beg units? people for money. Tell people not to do this, to right, do that, true. just get all in their business. And we just try to do a good job with making sure we try to find qualified professionals, mm. which for the most part is somebody that already has clientele. Yeah. Like we don't allow people that don't have clientele to come into the salon suites because we believe you you need to build your clientele. Yeah. Salon suites don't really have walk-ins. It's not like your traditional salon sure. or barbershop where people are coming in. And so you really need to have your clientele in place before you come. So mm. we don't just take anybody's money. We make sure they're a good fit for us. Got it. So we won't have to deal with it later on. And we treat it just like an apartment complex. Like you sign a lease, you need to copy your ID, all your st- all that stuff. So yeah. um, so you said you got 100 people on the waiting list. We really have a probably more. I mean, we've been compiling been the wait gro- list. Right. It's been growing for who knows, but right. we gotcha. can't even keep up. With we've the got way more than that. So, Sharice, when you're coming from the corporate realm, what was she doing wrong? (laughs) 
She was just all over the place. <laughs> like, I know. Like, you, you, me. You know what I mean? Was I, was like, I don't know like, how. What you Hold on. You do what? Listen. <laughs> they give you envelopes of cash. What are you talking about? So, <laughs> so what, what, was, what did you have to fix? Um, just really like systemize and process everything. So a lot of stuff she just, she knew naturally just doing it by herself mm-hmm. and all that. But um, she was just a little bit all over the place. She was succeeding, though, so she was yeah, getting it done. Sure. Oh, we could do it. Yeah, yeah. Could. right. <laughs> <laughs> but it was to just really systemize everything down to our onboarding process, the the paperwork, just um, our offboarding process, just looking for the tennis, just um, okay, give, me, give me how the onboarding process was and like what you bring to the table. Uh, it and was her, meet them and... You got bread? Yeah, you, you got, got the bread. We good. Sign this. It was probably pretty much something like that. Uh, <laughs> five different versions of right, the lease. Right, five right. different versions of the lease. Yes, it definitely was Add different more than five versions sure. of the lease. Um, and some stuff in the lease that... <laughs> <laughs> needed to be adjusted. So uh-huh. even going through the paperwork, so making sure our lease just really fulfilled us, covered us in every way yeah. that we needed it to cover us. Um, just even doing stuff like suite inspections, like they do at apartments and stuff, just making sure that their suite is okay. Uh, policies and things like that, getting systems and keyless entry. So um, processes with codes for the alarms and the music and gotcha. just... Um, just the, Yeah, yeah. The, just overall salons, the suite management overall. Um just really, truly, it's truly a process. So, like, our manager mm-hmm. can go through and just really follow the steps and you really can't go too wrong. Did you so have, a, did y'all have a manager? No, at that time, no. So, you didn't, you didn't I have was, a, I was so you were just here. Yeah, yeah, no. Years, yes. Wow. No. Mm-hmm. But I even created a, um SOP to help us because, you know, we're trying to grow our, we're improving our business and we SOPs. have a franchise, franchise coming along, standard SOP, operating. Yeah. yeah. So um, for our franchise teams too, so that they can easily reference it so that we can really make sure everybody's on board. So not just making sure us and our locations are on point, but making sure our franchises are as well. So I like that. I like mm-hmm. that. So you, you came and said, yo, we need a manager. We need, how long were you just running it yourself? It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Up until less yeah. than a year ago, right. She came on board. <laughs> right. Three years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. 
three years doing everything. Yes, I, mean, I was paying everything. putting wall base down. Yeah, she was a contractor. Wow. <laughs> she was the owner. The she was, was and well, I was working in it for the first like year. Actually, yeah. still because you had your own. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. And when did you pull away? I want to say like a year afterwards. I was gotcha. like, yeah, I got to get out of here because you know when the owner's there, everybody just got all these questions. Hey, sway, mm-hmm. hey, sway, hey. Yeah. I'm like, now look, if I wasn't here, you wouldn't even ask me. Yeah. Right, you know how that goes. So. Plus, I just really wanted to focus on the business side of it to really truly grow it. Right? Got you. So, when you came on, did you have did y'all have the second location already? Um, yes. So yeah. you so you first location is jumping. I'm out. You get the second location. Mm-hmm. So tell me about the second location. Give me some second specs location. On that. Um, is in Marietta. Um, it's, that's our smallest location. So we have eleven suites. Okay. Um, the first one's sixteen suites. Yep. West Side Bankhead. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, Second one, Marietta. Yep. 11, 11 suites. suites. Okay, and gotcha. then Sandy Springs has 24 suites. Um, Marietta stumbled across. Actually, one of my contractors came across a building that he was about to tear down that was pretty much already suited out. Oh, word. So he called me over there to take a look. I think they were doing like a hair. They were selling hair or something prior to that. So they had like a little bar in the back. But for the most part, they had like eight of the suites already there. So I just knocked down the bar, built up three suites. Gotcha. Um, and that was pretty quick. So we did that in like two months, but I got real lucky with that location because my contractor found it. So so how much you had to put down? That one, I want to say like a seven. I think it was about, about seven. seven yeah. And how much was construction? That one was about 60. Still another still, 60? It was. Yep. It still was. I ain't gonna lie. I think they got over on me a little bit on that. Yeah, because the first one you said was like 75 and that was like building out all exactly. of them, right? No, well, not necessarily. It was the medical office. So it was already... Right. We only, we only had to build one or two suites there. I got you. Yep. I got the other you. 14 got you. were there. So these contracts is the second location. I went with a different contractor and that was probably the decision mm-hmm. right there though. But um, they kept coming back and just saying it cost this, it cost that. And yeah, that's how they, they got do. me a little bit on that one. But you know, I learned a yeah. lot. So, yeah, that's how yeah. they do. Yeah, that's definitely how they do. How long did it take you to build, to pack out that one? Um, That one took a little bit longer because it kind of, I opened it pretty fast. So I want to say maybe like two months to be completely full, a month and a half, two months. That ain't long. <laughs> but see, our goal, right, we like to pre-lease them. So we yeah. really like to try to be full when we're right. before we even open. That's hard. Yep. Yeah. So we already releasing, giving virtual tours and all that. Like, gotcha. look, this is coming soon. Um, right. And people will actually put down deposits and stuff and pre-lease it before we even open. So that's what we try to shoot for. And I would imagine that one costs more monthly. Yes? What, Marietta? Yeah. Nope. No? Nope. Well, as far as what? What do you mean? Like per month. No. Nope. No? It's less, actually. It's smaller. So it costs it's less smaller, money. but it's a different. Well, Marietta got a different size. Than exactly, Marietta. and Marietta's yeah. a little bit cheaper than Atlanta. Oh yeah, as as yeah for space. sure, for sure, definitely. So that one is more profitable, you think? Nope, Atlanta is. Atlanta, yeah. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Atlanta's more profitable. So got a good deal. Atlanta, on that. we can charge a little more too because we got they got windows and some got private entries exactly. and things gotcha. like that. In Atlanta, and Marietta, they don't have exactly. those features. So That's with it. with this high demand, what stops you from raising rents incrementally? question because we that is a good question we're still trying to stay competitive yeah. it's really growing big especially here in atlanta everybody's just throwing them up oh god gotcha. they like look give me 50 dollars give me 75 dollars so <laughs> we're still trying to stay competitive and we feel like we make a pretty decent amount of money to where we don't really have to um but you yeah. know when that three-year increase kick in will be how long do they sign the lease um, we Four. offer them six months or one year starting out and then after that they just auto renew every year same so, amount same price yep you know, that don't happen nowhere, though. Yeah. In terms of, like, whether it's an apartment. You, we start, this space was, like, $2,500 a mm-hmm. month when we started. How much do we pay now, Joe? Yeah, 3200 
They now, go up. Every year. Every year. Every year. My man come to me with another conversation. I'm every like, year. what's up with you? <laughs> right. So, so we were talking about that maybe in like a year or two, but when we do the numbers, we're just kind of okay. So yeah. we don't want to mess with it if we don't have to. Just right. Like so I guess that's one part of it is you can, you know, remain the same and just get another space exactly. to house the people that, that are waiting yeah. or we can raise the rents. and Exactly. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. So the third location is a franchisee. This third location that we just opened is a corporate location. This is the first one we actually partnered on. So we're 50-50 on this Sandy Springs location. Oh, so y'all have three. So total. The, the Atlanta location, I actually transitioned to a franchise. Yeah. Okay. So I owned it, I oh. sold it to a franchise. So now they own it. And now it's actually a franchise. So now that one's a franchise. And then Marriott and Sandy Springs are two corporate locations. Got it. Oh, this is hard. The yeah. story <laughs> gets deeper. You sold the first one. I did. So help me out. Help me out. How did that, how did that come about? So I was trying to sell a franchise, really. And so one trick we did, um, we put it the business up for sale because my, my sales team said this was kind of a strategy that they use. They'll put it up for sale, get some leads, and then, and then say, hey, it's not for sale, but do you want to do your own? But we had this mm. group that was just really adamant, and they wanted to do a multi-unit deal, which means they wanted to lock down three units. So I was like, ooh. And the <laughs> the money was pretty good too and it really you know they say your first one is the hardest one to get so I was like ooh if I can get this franchise and it kind of kick off everything um, so we talked about it for a few months and then we finally just closed the deal um, got a nice check from it able to, to go and open another one on top of the fact like I said they did a multi-unit deal so they have to open three um, they're actually about to sign their second one this week so they have two locations so the one that you sold mm -hmm. they give you a check up front yeah do they Give you royalties? They still give me royalties. Franchise? Yep. So I still get royalties from it. Got you. Yep. And is it like a percentage of sales? It or is. is it just yep. like it's 6% of the gross sales. Got it. Yeah. But That's when good. they do a multi-unit, we'll kind of negotiate, work some deals with them. You know, they pay the franchise fee. So they had to pay me the franchise fee too, mm. which is 35000 And then they pay the royalties um, every week or every month. Got you. Yep. So, uh, so that play, because it seems like if the, if the franchise, so first off, I can give you $35,000 and I can just use your whole name, absolutely, brand. Absolutely. And we're going to hold your hand and walk you through it. Now, you still got to, this is where people, some people get confused. They're <laughs> like, just $35,000? I'm like, no, you still got to pay for the build out for your yeah. business. But definitely, we literally hold your hand through. 35 is process. for your sauce. Exactly. Our sauce, the blueprints, the, the automations the, to really make it truly semi absentee so you can have financial freedom and just freedom in life, period. So. Mm, I like that. Okay. So you charge the people $35,000 and mm. then there's a, each location they have to pay the franchise fee? Each location. That's lit. Yep. Okay, yeah, because I, I was just thinking, like, why, if you don't have to do nothing, why wouldn't you just keep your building? You know what I mean? Because you right. if you make 150000 mm -hmm. right, and you don't got to really touch anything, mm -hmm. but you're saying the play is get a first franchise then start right. building out that way. Right, and we know we were opening another one anyway. Mm -hmm. And like I said, the money I got from that, I can open three more. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that's how I looked at it. On top of the fact that they still paying me royalties and they got to open three more on their end right. too. So All three more franchise fees and three more royalties exactly. every year. Which is going to help so the overall well brand working. just grow. 100%. Right? I mean, which it has. Like we have a lot of leads coming from Florida and um, what, Texas, Texas Arizona. Yeah, so. Yeah, this is crazy. Isn't this dope, Joe? So look, that's why it's important too to make sure you surround yourself with the right people because people ask me like, which I'm sure you were probably going to ask you a good question. Ask <laughs> um, <laughs> how did you, why did you franchise, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was really, 
it was a friend of mine, which wasn't even a close friend, just a guy I know that used to sell food at some of the salon suites. And one day he was like, Sway, you know, you work so hard. Like, why don't you franchise? And I was like, what you mean? He was like, why don't you do like McDonald's? Like, let people open your brand. Um, and you just kind of guide them. They give you royalties, explain the whole thing to me. So he just kept pressing me about it. And I was like, dang, you know? And of course, we always just kind of count ourselves out and think something is too difficult or too complicated or like, oh, that seems like a lot of work. Um, but I did a little bit of research and realized it's not as difficult as people think, mm-hmm. especially if you find um, like a company, they pretty much help you franchise. Gotcha. So they pretty much do all the paperwork for you. Of course, you have to participate and provide the information and stuff. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, that's why I always tell the story because it's important to make sure you got people around you that have bigger visions too because I exactly. never thought about that. And then he put that in my ear and here we are today actually franchised about to sell our second unit. Dang, that's dope. Yeah. So, Cherise, the, um, the third unit is 20, 24. What's up, podcaster or soon-to-be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back, and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know, ATL, baby. Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools, you don't have the tips, you don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. Oh, wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you, rub shoulders with industry leaders and you got to network with the other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket and in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code BIGDEAL, It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people t- listening to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you no, right now yet you got time no pressure you get us back but use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free so don't wait 
Secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code BIGDEAL at checkout and get your tickets now. Don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights. Take your brand to new heights. Take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer, okay? I'll see you at the summit. and Don't forget to use promo code Big deal. Before, yeah. 23 and then 23 in the content room. Yeah, we put a content room in there for them to film, like, just their content Mm -hmm. and workshops and classes and things like that, courses. Do they have to rent that out? Yeah. Or is it like a common? They rent it out for a small fee. Okay, I got you. All right, so give me the deal, but give me the numbers behind this 24 unit. That one was a whole nother ballgame. Right. And this was my first time. So this was new to me coming on Stan Experience. The whole experience was just mind-blowing. I've learned a lot, <laughs> but this is our biggest one. Um, and our first so, full build-out. Yeah, and our first complete, right? So it was just four walls. Just the empty space, yes. yeah. Mm. Uh, pretty long. When you walk in, it's deceiving because you walk in and it's it's, it's huge. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What did you pay for? How, how many square so, feet so, is it? 4,900, yeah. 49. Okay, gotcha. And so we built this one throughout the pandemic, which has really kicked our butt. Oh, man, listen, don't get me I'm started. You just, I, I'm yeah. triggered. Listen, a build right out now. that should have been about 150 <laughs> and yeah. it being like 250. Yeah. Mm. Just How long the material take? was, well, like, nine months? I'm going to say eight months. Something yeah. Like, yeah. It was about eight months. Right. Our contractors could have did faster. Um, They just were, they had like one or two guys working in there, but yeah. that's another story. But yeah, yeah. the material, supplies, delays. Everything was triple. Yeah. Complete build out meaning you had to run electrical as well. Correct. Okay. Electrical, I mean, plumbing, yeah. walls, everything. Build out all the suites. Everything. Mm. everything. So yeah. it was just four just walls when you walked space. in. Exactly. Yeah. Literally. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So okay, how much was that one? Um. So the build out was about two fifty. Build outs two fifty. Yeah. yeah, we got okay. some TI from it, tenant improvement. Yeah. You know, from the landlord. Did they delay great. your rent? They did. They did work with us a little bit. Yeah, gotcha. they did. So we're thankful for that because I know some landlords didn't. So and they, did they put any money in? Yeah, the tenant improvement. Yeah, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, good. So that's good. basically where, you know, they give you the money um, back after you put into the, um, after you pay for the bill. All of out. it? No. no. So you negotiate it before you sign the lease. And yeah. that's one thing we always tell people, especially nowadays, to negotiate tenant improvement. Because sometimes they will literally pay for the full build out. They'll mm-hmm. give you like 100000 150000 yep. Yeah. But they want you to build it out first. And then after like 30 days, they'll reimburse you. Okay, gotcha. So um, on this space, like there was nothing in here. The HAC, okay. electrical, nothing. No oh, one's really? ever been in No walls, really? nothing. Mm. Absolutely not. Okay. So I think, I forgot it was it was so long ago. But I think the landlord put up like ninety thousand. Oh, that's a good deal. Yeah, which makes that's sense great. because, like, you're essentially improving someone else's building. Exactly. Right? That you exactly. Don't own. And you said something important. If you don't negotiate that, you're putting all this money into somebody else's building. Yes. yes. And when you leave, they keep all of disgusting. that. Yes. Disgusting. Especially that's why after the lease up, they're like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah. We're going to do our own salon suites. <laughs> no, that's right. Seriously. So that's why it killed us to spend so much money on this build out throughout the pandemic. But, you know, luckily yeah. we were just blessed enough to be able to get through it. So, yeah. Did y'all cash it out? The 200? Or is y'all... <laughs> we did a couple little, of things. Little, little bit of both. Yeah, a little, little bit cash of both. out. Got a little money. We'll cash with credit. Yeah. A little bit. But, okay, yeah. So you. my first two locations, I did cash out and I said, I'm done doing that. Yeah. Like, I'm not using my own money and find out how to use some other people's yeah. money. So. Gotcha. And they ain't give you no reimbursement on no those. Those first two, they didn't, but they gave me a great deal. Like, I had got like one year free. 
Oh, wow. And I had leased it up in like 30 days. So I know he was sick about it. So all right, 11 right. months, I was just collecting all profits. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Y'all some savvy business women, man. This I told him, I said, man, it's going to take me some months to fill this thing right. up. <laughs> Filled it up in like three mm-hmm. weeks. Like, look, we got <laughs> it's up. So what is like, what is y'all's secret sauce to running this business so smoothly? Honestly, I promise you, real talk, it's her coming into it. Yes, I ran it smoothly, <laughs> uh-huh. so people think. But they don't know. I was at home going crazy. Anxiety, like, <laughs> that's one thing I regret is not getting help sooner. And I know sometimes we just can't afford help. And that's really the thing. Like, I couldn't afford to pay nobody. Um, but twin coming in and really just relieving me of a lot and really just automating everything and just put, it's just so beautiful to see. I'll be about to cry. Like, <laughs> I've been looking at the spreadsheet and the, the drive, the documents you be sharing and the SOP, like, oh my gosh. Wow. Like, it took me two hours to find this information. So, um, her coming has really just made it so much more smoother, especially for the franchise. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so I, I guess in go ahead, go ahead. I'm gonna say the other secret sauce is me being a beauty professional myself. Really, yeah. like I really worked in the suite and I understood things that other owners who aren't beauty professionals didn't understand. Like mm-hmm. I know what we need. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Right. So I know to provide that a break room. You gotta have a break room in there. Try to get you some windows if you can, just so they can. They're working in there eight hours a day. Like they need to step out and see the sunlight and little stuff like that that makes them want to stay with you for a long time. For sure, so. for sure. So I want to get into this um, this franchise play. Okay. Is your objective to like, okay, y'all got three, well, you gave one away, now you got two. Mm-hmm. I gave one away, but you got two. <laughs> Is the objective to build more yourself or 100% franchise? Twin wants to do one on her own, <laughs> so I'll support that. I think I'm pretty much done doing the corporate locations. Out. I'd rather just do the franchise and focus on other business ventures. Um, How does that work in terms of you got... So I know you said you got one. Mm-hmm. Y'all got so one together. Own, yeah. So if you go get one yourself, how does that work in this business partnership? Um, I'll be following our blueprint. And, you know, I'll have a, a, somebody run it. So, I mean, I would really just m- more so be managing the project aspect of it, making, right. you know, the location, picking it, getting it up and running. Um, but I'm saying, think? is it like, okay, is it you would pay the company the franchise fee and you operate it and obviously you may have a percentage. Um, I don't know. That. Are you going to charge me the franchise fee? Absolutely no. not. No, we're going to make it a corporate location. <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to just, I ain't going to make it a, do yeah. it like in a franchise. Right. You know what I mean? I'm going to just, it's just going to be a corporate yeah, location. Yeah, it's just yeah. going to be her own corporate location. And that may change my mind. At this point, we're going so fast with the franchise and so much. That's yeah. just, I just, that was just something I always said. Well, I want to just have one of my own and, and to kind of give my son a slight experience. So I was mm-hmm. kind of thinking about that, like kind of sharing the experience with him. But, um, but yeah. But yeah, uh, I would just let her do it. Yeah, it would just be, I got, got one, you. she got one, we got one together. I see. Yeah, corporate. Oh, but hold on. Okay, real quick. Okay. You got her off her job paying her. Right. So obviously you were making money out of, I mean, you were paying her out of the money that you were making from the first two locations. Correct. Then y'all open this, th- y'all open this third one mm-hmm. together. Right. So how do y'all split that? Like, know, how do y'all, like, what's the it. payroll? So that payroll about to stop. Right? <laughs> for sure. Okay, that's I'm, what I'm thinking. I'm like, dang, you double dipping? Like, you pay you and you get the profit? Okay, so we, I see. we just open. I'm going to give her a few more weeks. You know what I mean? Probably like April 1st, something like that. Like in a month or something like uh, that. Um, but yeah, so I yeah. will cut back on the payroll and then she'll just take her profit from that location. Right. Gotcha. By her business. And, you, and we'll you, be a little more 
uh, alongside each other. You know, me jumping in at first, I was doing a lot, like just really yeah. building the business up and the, the, sure. the location wasn't open. So it was kind of that gray area of getting the company up and running while we get the location up and running. So to her gotcha. point, now that that's up and running, I'm sure she's definitely gotcha. So, <laughs> but as of now, you get the payroll and mm-hmm. you get to split the profits. Yeah, well, yeah, well, we just started. Yeah, so we it's not really like it's profits. Just yet. We literally started. just opened. Yeah. Okay, I got yeah. you. I got you. Yeah, yeah. that's why I say I'm going to give it. So I'm not quite double dipping just yet. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, this makes a little more sense to me now yeah. where you can go get your own location. You're responsible for that. You put all the money up. Yeah. You make the money, too. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Exactly, yeah. And it still looks good for the expansion of the business. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They won't know who owns what. Right. Just another corporate location at the end of the right. day. That's dope. <laughs> That's dope. Your first franchisee, they're happy? Very happy. Literally. They walked in the money, a, though. So. They walked they, in like, And they, they did. Actually, they did. That part. Um, and then, what was it? August, we did the deal. And they're already... They're trying to lock down two locations at the same time. They want to do two build-outs. That's how happy they are. Let me get your second joint. Go ahead. <laughs> we can talk about it. Right. We can definitely talk I about it. I want the same business, deal. <laughs> How, because, okay. look, no, this is the thing, though. When I tell you we have so many people who want to buy these things from us, mm-hmm. I told Twain, look, we might as well build right, these things up, sell, sell them for close to a million, and keep, them, mm-hmm. keep going. Ah, slow down. And just to add to it. With the whole close to a million thing. Don't start the... Look, they, look. I, I want yesterday's price. Oh, I, know yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I know yesterday's price and today's price. Let me get yesterday's price. <laughs> this is lit, man. Yeah, it is pretty And lit. you said some people from out of, out of town are reaching out, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, we get leads every day. Yeah, we talk to people almost Even every day. Even our um, I'm sorry. No, good. That just we get inquiries every day. Like I, it's, I know people are always amazed at her social, her um, online presence and her um, just Google uh, analytics and things like that. Just yeah. by naturally, organically, really growing our brand, and that's one thing that that's another advantage we have is our brand just, just overall that she definitely built. So that's why even our Sandy Springs location prior to opening it, we've been getting inquiries on that location since like September. I mean, wow. just loaded up where people are we're just waiting for it and. It truly is. Like she said, we have the waiting list at Atlanta. The demand is there. But even with the franchises, the demand is just really picked up. It's really there. We mm. get increased all the time. A lot from Florida, like she said, Texas, Arizona. Um, and we get a lot of different types of people, you know. It's mm-hmm. it's it's um it's actually quite nice. It's quite diverse of the people that reach out. So gotcha. That's dope. Yep. And like the biggest, the biggest difference between our concept and the and, and our competitors, there's other salon suite businesses that have like two hundred 250 locations, right? Mm-hmm. The biggest difference is we do it a little different. Instead of furnishing every suite, so instead of putting like a shampoo bowl and a dryer and a chair in every suite, we actually do majority unfurnished suites. Mm-hmm. And so I did a poll with a lot of people in Georgia, a lot of beauty professionals in Georgia, and asked them, do they prefer furnished or unfurnished? Majority unfurnished because they really want to customize it. They want to bring an orange chair, yeah. a purple chair instead of our standard black chair. Um, so that's the biggest difference. So what we do is we just create a share space. We put like a little corner put some shampoo bowls and some dryers in there and they can use that space. So the benefit of that is that we save a lot of money in the build out because we don't have to run plumbing through every suite. We don't have to furnish every suite. But it also allows the beauty professionals to really just be social and get to meet each other instead of being so private. You never have to go out your suite. So then they become friends. Like everybody's, we're clicked up over there. So everybody's friends. They don't want to leave. Our turnover rate is super low. Yeah. Mm. So it's a win-win for both of us. You know, they could be private. They can step out, have a little conversation, go back to their room. Right. So that's how we make up for that. Hard, man. Y'all are killing it. Yeah. Yeah. Who do y'all look to? Like, is there a model that you're following that you really like in terms of franchise? Like, there, like, is there some corporation you're like, I'm pulling from that? 
I kind of like the the McDonald's model, how they actually buy the buildings and, and prep them for the franchises. So we we consider that, especially given that deal that we did where we sold it already right, yeah. running. You know what I mean? So for the most part, that that business model is what we're kind of anybody buying. else that you I like. I don't have anybody in mind. I feel like I'm just kind of growing and learning and just trying things out and just trying to figure out what works for us. And I like what Dennis do does like, with Crew um, oh. Crew Lounge mm-hmm. um, here. It was. Most of them are here in Georgia. Uh-huh. Crew Lounge, I'm not sure if you heard that. But he's growing really fast. So I don't know what he's doing, but his franchise has grown really rapidly. How many franchises he got? Like 20-some. He got about almost what? 10 here in Atlanta. Crew Lounge? You never heard of Crew Lounge? I heard of Crew Lounge, yeah, but I thought... It's about seven or eight of them here. They popping them things up. You know, they're pretty small, so they yeah. don't need a right. lot of money to open them, but they're right. still lucrative, so... Mm-hmm. They stay packed out. They stay packed out. And so. what is what do you think the drawbacks of franchising is? I don't think there's too many with our business model because gotcha. it's not like we're at McDonald's. We got to go make sure the fryers are working, make sure right. we got the right burgers and breads. Yeah. Like it's just like put them walls up, FaceTime right. us real quick. That looks right. good. Okay, cool. <laughs> sure. You good? We gonna email you these documents, gotcha. log into this software, and yeah. you good to go. Call right. us if you need anything. We ain't gotta gotcha. fly in, um, but we will do that initial. Um, we will go to the location. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. The first, you know, couple of weeks or whatever. But I and feel as like, long as they following our model, like mm-hmm. you know, with just even with our cleaning team process and all that, you know, the I feel like that would be my only thought is making sure the encores are a reflection of what our business is. So I think if they follow our blueprint down to the even the cleaning process, that everything should be up to par for the most part. Gotcha. You, know, you can only control the people so much, but gosh, are y'all dating? Are we dating? How's it like to? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm uh, engaged. You're engaged? Congratulations. Yep, you. I know I'm not. No? Single and mingling. So how how did did you meet them through this entrepreneurial journey or before or? Um, right at the beginning, actually. I remember I went to a bar. She's a bartender. I was giving me a little drink. I was That's like, look kind of cute. All right. <laughs> you know what I mean? What you doing? How your number? Can I get your number? Um, so that was actually like right when I was looking for the first location. Because mm-hmm. I actually <laughs> So while you were a barber. Well, I was a barber, right? Wow, she got to see this look, whole journey. She did. Let me tell you how focused I was. You know what our first day was? To go tour that Atlanta location. <laughs> I said, come on. You about to go up front. This is who I am. This is who right. I am. Yeah, okay. For sure. She in there like, oh, what are we doing? I don't know what to do. I'm like, yeah, okay. The walls <laughs> here, the floor here. Okay, now we can go have That's dope. So she could never say, oh, you'd be too busy. Listen, our right. first okay, date our was first work. date was right. working. <laughs> Seriously. So, so but yeah, she's been with me throughout the entire process. So mm-hmm. she definitely she entrepreneur. Kind of sorta, of, but she works at a lounge right now, so she's a bartender. But she does her bartending on the side. So she is. I'm trying to get her to Grow gotcha. her bartending services. Gotcha. Do okay. private events and stuff like that. So. Got it. Got it. So the streets, <laughs> the streets be calling or the streets be calling. No, um, um, you know, I've, well, I've came out of something a year or two ago that was just really rough. So I just really mm. wanted to focus on myself and make sure I was the woman I wanted to be, so that I could attract the man that I wanted. Because I feel like that was part of my gotcha. problem at that time. So I just really focused and tuned in, and I got my son. He fulfills me a lot, so he adds some joy to my life. Um. And I just really tapped in with transitioning from corporate all that. I don't even think I had the time for it. I mean, I think I would have, 
it would have been tough. You know, relationships sometimes can be a distraction. So I feel mm-hmm. like the timing was perfect for me to really elevate and transition while being single. 100%. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping Mr. Right comes at the right time. Right. He coming. <laughs> he coming. Oh, Where you at, sure, babe? Absolutely. Where you at? 100%. <laughs> he coming after this. Oh, I, I, I was about to say that. <laughs> Ask Joe. Ask Joe. Joe, what's happening right now in these streets? Let's get a little weird on this. Six seven eight. Davey on Joe head. It's crazy. They're going to be like, I saw you up there talking to David. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so, so let, let me ask, this is probably kind of like off subject, but was there like a conversation when y'all had started talking about like sexual preference? Did you like come there like, hey, sis? That's a good question, baby. <laughs> well, cheerleaders. That's a fire doing question. Right now. Right. Matt, the, you know what I mean? Those were definitely my thoughts, for them. Like, <laughs> I used to score just for them. <laughs> but what's funny, though, is that all this, it was a, it was a period of time where I thought she knew Mm. But I was still trying to hide it. Because really? I did have a boyfriend. You know, I had a little cover-up. But I actually did try to be a girlfriend to him. a so, <laughs> I actually did try to be a girlfriend to him. Mm. Um, just because they said I was supposed how to. Old was, how old was this? This was high school. high school. He was actually a popular boy. So I thought he was playing with me. Because I'm like, you don't like me for real. You, you don't like me for real. Too many feminine girls. But he would walk me right. to the bus stop and everything. And... I just don't even know how to act. I was shot. I'll sit in the car. I'm like, I don't even know how to sit my hand and be a lady for him. I'm trying to be a lady for him. Um, But it was so uncomfortable. But the whole time I thought twin knew. And I think I just, how did we come out? I I think I I told you. I I just remember in the basement. Yeah, you just were saying you want to tell me something. You were so surprised. I I was like, cut it out. When I look back, though, (laughs) when I I look back, I was like, damn. Like, I, I really felt like, I guess it's because this is my twin and she mm-hmm. just right here. I'm not even like, I don't know. I got, when I look back, I was just like, how did you not know? Mm-hmm. Kind of really. But, and you were so overprotective over me because again, we were always compared. So mm-hmm. I got picked on a lot when I was younger. Really? Um, and yes. Yeah. And twin. And then I had like I a skin condition where I had like some stuff on my neck and mm-hmm. I would be on a basketball team, pass the ball, David, don't nobody catch it. I'm like, dang. So I was going through it. But twin was like, <laughs> my security. You hear me? Walk wow. me to the bus, make sure nobody messed with me. So she probably wasn't even thinking about it at that right. time. I was just protecting her at that point. Yeah, yeah. I think it was that. Like, I yeah. wasn't even. Well, when did you know, though? Um, When I was about six, seven. <laughs> really? About six, seven. I remember watching Ricky Lake. Huh? <laughs> no, I'm dead serious. And I was like, dang, she is so pretty. Like, oh my gosh, I wonder if I would grow up and be with a woman. Like, so I had thoughts of it, mm. but I didn't actually have a, a girlfriend until like my junior year in high school. Before at, that was after the boyfriend. Yeah. Now right. it was still some boyfriends kind of right. in between there a little bit as I was transitioning. Oh, gotcha. Okay, okay. So okay. <laughs> it was popping in and out. You gotcha. know, I was still trying to, you know, the pressure of like having a boyfriend. So um I still had a few boyfriends. I think even in college I had a boyfriend briefly, if that's what you want to call him. Yeah. I just regretted saying that he had no boyfriend <laughs> for real. Like what but, <laughs> I, I would like to know what that what that's like that's going through your head because it's it's a, um, especially your family. It's like, what yes. is this, the coming out process? Man, like? it's, it's different for everybody and it's tough. Mm-hmm. And I will say that I was blessed that mine's wasn't so tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom found out because she was nosy and went in my backpack. Okay. And so she found a letter <laughs> from a girl where mm-hmm. it was obvious that we <clears throat> was having some relations. And I remember she was really, really disappointed. I remember she had this big, like the gallon bottle of Hennessy because I had never even seen a big bottle. And when she saw it, she grabbed a bottle. She went out. She said some words to me. She came back home. But I will say the next day, it was almost like nothing happened. Sure. She never made me feel anything. She just kept reassuring me it was okay. I'm sure she just felt the pressure, too, of having a gay daughter. Right. You know what I mean? So That's her initial reaction was just like... Um, and it's just been awesome since then. Wow. My family, 
I feel like most of them are pretty supportive. I think there were some of them who may not have been supportive, but they didn't say nothing. Yeah. And one thing I tell people, when you take care of business, can't nobody say nothing to you. Hello? Can't nobody say nothing <laughs> right. to me. I don't ask nobody for nothing. I'm Period. doing good. I ain't mm-hmm. out here killing nobody. Amazing. What can you really say to me? I'm a great yeah. person. So um, if they felt the way, they didn't tell me. Yeah. But I've had friends that came out and their parents disowned them and things like that. So it, it's got, I've seen some ugly situations. So yeah. I'm blessed that my mom just always had my back. And my twin, mm-hmm. definitely. Wow. Twin don't play about me. <laughs> and you said you were you were just surprised at that moment. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was. But after that, it wasn't nothing to me. If, if anything, I just went back in protection mode, or probably even more protective mode. <laughs> I felt like, yeah. you know, just especially back then, I feel like it's a lot more accepted now. But back then, it was yeah, just exactly. definitely a hundred percent. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because I remember literally, I was like living two different lives. Yeah, she totally. Was. I lived in Lansing, where all my family was there. I, I went to. um well, no, this was high school. So I was still pretty known. I was a basketball player, so I was pretty popular. But I would literally pack my clothes, dress girly, y'all, sweaty and tight clothes, and then drive like to Detroit. As soon as I cross that Detroit border, I pull over to that store, pull my, pull my clothes on, and be myself. <laughs> when I head home, I would switch back, but I literally was doing it because it was like Detroit was more, yeah. nobody really knew me, and mm-hmm. it was just a little more accepted there mm-hmm, as opposed sure. to mm-hmm. my smaller right. city. So I could go there and just be myself and really just make sure, like, this is who I wanted to be. And I remember just one day just saying, like, F this. Like, I'm just tired of doing things for other people, even when I would have relations with guys that just never felt right. You know what I mean? And I'm like, this this is just not what I want to do. And I'm sick of trying to do it just because people think it's what I'm supposed to do. And one day I was just like, man, look, I know I'm going to be good. I know I'm going to be able to take care of myself. I'm going to be a great person. I'm going to just be who I'm going to be. And it wasn't easy, but I slowly just kind of stepped into it and just started just accepting myself. You know what I mean? You're just a lit person. Absolutely. Like her, her personality is just like electrifying almost. Yes. Like Thank the you. people tell you that, like they're like they're just so attracted to you as a person, not in a sexual way, just attracted right. to right. you, the yes. person. Yeah. You're just like, it's, you. like it's like y'all, both of y'all are just like so smart and both <laughs> so attractive and like just like just almost fearless. Y'all just going to get it. <laughs> yes. That is awesome. And it helps having each other. Like, seriously. Yeah. Like, I, I say all the time, I don't know how people live without a twin. Oh, for yeah. real. Because, like, just my number one support system, somebody you can just trust, confide in, who's going to be real with you. Um, but and I know not all twins are, are that close, but yeah. we are definitely extremely close. It's we talk clear. every day. It's we, clear. That's my, oh, she's that's being modest. Approach. Let me tell you how amazing she is. <laughs> no, she's being modest. Let me tell you how amazing she is. I'm like, yo, y'all love each other. No, for so, real. No, for real, though, because we go back and forth. Like, we literally, like, she'll be like, I just want to thank you, Sway, for just such and such. And I give it right back. But I just want to thank you. And she'll be like, but you motivated me. And I'm like, but true story, right? Because I did start off my entrepreneur um, journey a little, I guess I, succeed a little sooner than she did. But the reality of it is when I was playing basketball in college and she was working doing her corporate thing, I really looked up to her because she had got her apartment, she got a car. And I remember being in college like, dang, my sister really doing it. Like she really showing me that we could be independent. So we just kind of ping pong off of motivating right. each other. Like she really motivated me to to do my thing too. Even seeing her in the corporate world, like she was killing it in front of those guys and stuff. So we just kind of kept motivating each other. It was never a jealousy thing, never right. competition. It was just like, okay, you're doing that? Cool. Well, let me try to do this. Okay, you're doing that? Too so dumb. we just really motivate each other. Yeah, my brother growing up, we fought all the time. <laughs> oh, he's my he's our older brother too. Like, we really didn't like each other for a long time. Oh, no, really? Really? Yeah, until we were able like to separate yeah. like, and not yeah. be in the same house. I got mm-hmm. you. Yeah, I know so. some siblings like that, yeah. yeah we, we still traumatized t- from our one little fight. <laughs> Y'all had fight. one she, fight growing up? You better not. <laughs> We're going to have to now. You know David's going to have to. We've got to now. Let's go there. Let's do it. Let's go there. What happened? Talk about the fight. What with your eye? 
Ooh, hey. <laughs> ah, okay, yeah, I want to hear, uh, Teresa, I want to hear from you. I don't even remember how I started. I just know I accidentally did hit her eye. And you I didn't just, accidentally no, you accidentally like, you definitely did it me alive. But I don't think, no, you didn't hit me. <laughs> you pushed me or something. Remember, I hit my eye on the corner of the bed. Okay, I don't know what it was. I just how thought it was my doing. That was, that was a while back. That was when our, fir- our first fight. We only fought twice, right? Only beat the, only beat the, uh, twice, right? <laughs> <laughs> Quit playing right now What's on the up? show. What's up? Uh, no, but yeah. um, yeah, that was that was like we were we were teenagers. Yeah, it was like yeah, yeah. we ain't fought like we ain't Since really then. like full yeah. out fought ever. But so the story was, I hit my eye and yeah. I had it was like red and it just made her feel terrible. She yeah. just cried all day about it. We both just felt bad. Right. <laughs> we didn't fight like <laughs> we, we are so family. Is so like, sensitive. Like, we golly. so sensitive when it comes to each other. Yeah, when so. it comes to each other, it is just, it's just yeah. like. It's amazing just to have somebody <laughs> you know got yeah, your yeah. back. No, for real. Unadulterated, like, yes, for real. no expectations. I yes. just love you for you. Exactly. Yes. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Mm. And even if we do, of course, we do have disagreements yeah, and stuff like sure. that. Mm-hmm. You know, we handle it maturely. We just shake it off. We know how to handle each other. So and like never, she said, just even the, the comparison thing, um, she's always done a great job. Because to her point, like she said, she's reached that level before me. So she, I just like she always did a great job of not making me feel less than. Yeah. And even just going back to just when we were younger and um, a certain someone would give her stuff and I give me stuff. And she would all, she's, she's the type that would. We can talk about that. No. <laughs> Our dad. Well, our dad. Yeah, and he kind of favored me. She was a star and everything. So I think I think yeah, everybody right. kind of favored her a little bit more. She was a true star. At this point, I was really just on the basketball team because the twin thing. I was <laughs> championship game. I knew I wasn't playing. I went and got my hair done and all that. But I, um, <laughs> and on the front of the billboard like this, and they play not one second. <laughs> Catching on the billboard. <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, yeah, he would give her money. Come to her games. Our games was back to back. Give her money. Just give her much more attention. And I think because mm. of the at that time she was getting a lot more. Um, and she just never made me feel less than. So even with that, she had come split the money with me. She never kept it a secret. She never, um, even when people, just with anything, like I've just, she's just never made me feel less than, even when I might have felt it. So I just admire her so much for that. So <laughs> My dog. My dog. My dog. Anyway. Look, man, I, I appreciate y'all coming on. I got to do a quick commercial. Then I'm going to have okay. y'all close this out. Okay. Um, you, you do, y'all, you do teach. I do. Yeah, okay. so I teach actually I teach people how to start their own salon suite business. Mm-hmm. So I have a course online just showing you from the first step finding a location mm-hmm. to finding a contractor, um, the build out phase, pre leasing. I provide all the documents and everything like that. Um, on top of the fact, I also teach beauty professors in general, so hairstylists, barbers, lash techs. I teach them how to do exactly what I did and scale to six figures um, in a short period of time. But gotcha. just how to make their business professional, how to really stand out in a saturated industry. 
Um, because it's one of the best industries in the world. It's truly recession proof, but oh, it's sure. a lot of people in it. It's a lot of people who get stuck behind the chair. Mm-hmm. You know, you get injured or something. How do you retire? How do you scale? We don't get promotions. When do you raise your prices? How to create a VIP ticket, uh, VIP service. So I teach them all of that stuff, just how to truly scale to six, even seven figures if they really tap into the industry because it's a lot mm. of money in this industry. So I, I have a six-figure beauty pro course as well. Gotcha. All right, we're, we're going to tell everybody about the course in just a second. I got to do a quick commercial. Got to pay some bills because they ain't paid nothing to see Yeah, I got to so, pay them bills I got to pay some bills. <laughs> so listen, this episode is sponsored by The Morning Meetup. TheMorningMeetup.com is the only organization that gathers every single day. I'm going to tell you all about Morning Meetup. Okay, I know about it. Every single day. You in it? No, I was in I was in the little free trial, but I'm going to sign up, though. And then she done got <laughs> off the free trial. It, wasn't it amazing, though? I, it was, though. I ain't going to lie. I was like, man, my friend yeah, is in it. So she always tells me how it is. So the morning meetup, it's like, for one, there's literally, um, we range between somewhere between 500 and 700 people on a call every single morning. Wow. Every single this morning, maybe like five sixty or something like that, oh. and uh, we have we'll have a theme for the month, and every day Monday through Friday throughout the week we talk about the theme of the month. Like this month is, um, what's what's the name of it? What's the theme for this month? It's like uh, what's going on inside your brain or something like that. Okay. So we're gonna attack like mental blocks that are happening inside it. We have to take an X ray and examine what's going on in our brain that's not allowing us to succeed. Mm-hmm. So every call throughout the week will support that theme. And then we have a book club where uh, I think we read 14 books last year. Uh, We read a chapter every single day. And then we, we, the next morning we come on and discuss the chapter that we all read. So we're all on the same page, literally. So, um, yes, it's amazing. Go to themorningmeetup.com. I definitely heard about it. Yeah, it's just, yeah. How are you gonna leave the truck? I know, I know. <laughs> hey. I'm gonna sign back up, right? Because <laughs> I know they get exclusive. Uh, they get to invited to. Oh, 100 percent, absolutely. Stuff. Oh, last one was lit. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So go to themorningmeetup.com. Check us out, y'all. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast on your audio device and on YouTube if you're watching it. If you're listening, Spotify and Apple, just hit the little follow button. Okay, thank you so much. So, um, I got a question for you all uh, okay. before we wrap up. Um. Where do you see yourself in the next five years? Because I want to be able to watch this five mm-hmm. years from today and say, yo, twins came on and said they were going to do that five mm-hmm. years ago. Look, yeah. they did it. So, <clears throat> who want to start? Go ahead, Swing. Um, I see us just venture, venturing into um, other forms of real estate, um, definitely being true millionaires and, and um, helping our people, which is one of the main things I know I want to do. So, I love to eventually one day just have a portal that will provide all of that, how to buy a house, how to fix your credit, how to, when you get, when you get the money, what to invest in, you know, just to really help our people that that are, are sometimes stuck. So I see us doing something in that line, like where we're just coaching, um, providing, feeding the world, as well as still growing ourselves again into maybe some other forms of real estate. Gotcha. Okay. You actually have like a realtor outfit on the day. I've heard you I look like, like a real million dollar house. Yeah, I've heard that. Absolutely. <laughs> you might go and get that license. Right. Yes, no, you know for real. Mean? <laughs> Sway, what you got? Five um, years. Let's see. Five years, 15, 20 franchises for Encore. Um, mm-hmm. I would like to yeah. be a top motivational speaker. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely in the real estate. And like Twin said, just giving back to the people, you know, just um, community service and stuff like that. Yeah. That's for sure going to happen, man. So look, man, tell tell everybody how they can find you all, um, your business, and then individually and just uh, close us out with the word of wisdom. I think we'll put like a link in the bio okay. or something for your course. Oh, real quick. Can can we have like a promo code? 
like a discount to your course? Absolutely. Okay. Social proof. Right just make it social proof. Social proof. I don't even care. Social I don't care proof. how much discount it is. Code. Yep. So we'll figure out whatever it is. Y'all just go there, use social proof, and it will take something off. Okay. Yep. We'll do forty um, percent. There it is, right there, right. just for you. That's for the salon suite course. Uh, for the no, salon suite course. I ain't gonna be there. Only for that one. Okay. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Okay. Say less. See? That's they just for y'all. David. That's they just for y'all. you, David. I appreciate that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, let us know how we can find you and then uh, give us a word of wisdom to close us out. We want to start. Okay, sure. So, you all can find me um, on Instagram at Queen Reese. That's Queen, the one and only, um, R-E-E-S-E. Okay. Give us a word of wisdom. Um, I would just say to... Um, discipline is just the number one thing that I feel like you need to succeed. So... Mm. I would just say, um, if you want to be successful, have some discipline. Yeah, work on that for sure. Sway, for sure, absolutely. Um, my social media handle is Sway, S-W-A-Y underscore the pro. Um, you can find my Salon Suite course at the thesalonsuitemodel.com. Um, my six-figure course is the sixfigurebeautypro.com. And also, we have a teen book coming out for young adults, actually, mm. in a few weeks, where we're teaching them the basics of just, like, things that they don't teach in school. So it's called Real Lessons for Real Life the things you don't learn in school. So we're teaching them just how to do an interview, um, how to start a business, what entrepreneurship truly is, mm-hmm. even like how to be confident, how to deal with depression if a friend has depression. So we're going into so many things that they don't, that they don't teach in school. And that's honestly one of my biggest, um, most exciting so. projects. Um, but word of wisdom, I would say, is um, just making sure you have the right mindset first. I think mindset is so important before any of this. You know, you can be born into money, but if you don't have the right mindset... Um, you could definitely lose it. So making sure you're surrounding yourself with the right people, making sure you're feeding yourself the right thing, whether it's just social media, food, all of that stuff, and making sure your mindset is right and it'll be easier to to, to accomplish your goals. Absolutely. Listen, man, you can't close it out no better than that, man. Do yourself a favor. <laughs> Go follow the twins, okay? You like when people call you Patrice? Or do you like, hey, like, don't call you Patrice. Call no, me I don't mind. I don't mind. You cool? Okay, yeah, Patrice absolutely. or Sh- Sharice. That's a really, just a cool combination right there. Make sure y'all follow them, okay? <laughs> and, um, and also, and Encore Salon Suites. Say it again? And Encore Salon and Suites. Make sure y'all check us out. Encore right. Salon Suites for any franchises or suite um, rentals. Yep. For sure, for sure. And we'll, and we'll have the links in there, so make sure y'all support. Um, and go get you some social proof, okay? Go build yeah, something. Absolutely. But it's very, very important yes. that after you build it, you document the process, mm-hmm. then you bring it back to your community and mm-hmm. teach somebody else how you did it. It's the only way our community grows, all right? That we works. are out of here. Peace. Peace. Come join the most amazing live mentorship and accountability group for entrepreneurs every morning. The, the, the Morning Meetup. Do you have a business idea you need to get off the ground? Do you currently work a nine to five and are looking for supplemental income? Come and network with like-minded individuals and take your business to the next level. Every morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time with David Shand and friends. Try The Morning Meetup today for just $1. Head over to themorningmeetup.com. That's themorningmeetup.com. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. 
serving collectors since 1945. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.